Good afternoon. It is Tuesday. We are back. We being Sean Williams and Gabe DeArmond, our names are in front of us, so you can tell which one is which. This is the Tuesday Tiger Recruiting Show, where we talk, oddly enough, about Tiger recruiting on Tuesdays. We will do that shortly. I uh, want to draw your attention either in the upper left hand of your screen to the little business card icon or across the bottom of the screen where James Carlton's contact information will be scrolling throughout this show, however long it may last. James Carlton, State Farm at carltoninsurance.net, 314-961-4800, where they really have two goals. They want to save you money on your insurance, and they want to provide you good customer service and a good experience working with their company. Team of eight, they're always going to have a human being there to answer the phones, at least during business hours. I wouldn't suggest calling at 1130 this evening. Probably you're not going to get a real person then, but you never know. Maybe James puts his personal cell phone number here on our show. Uh, but if you've got any insurance needs, questions, just looking for a little bit better deal, anything, get in touch with James Carlton State Farm, and they're going to take care of you. Tell him you heard about it on Power Mizzou, and he's going to donate $20 to Mizzou's NIL Collective Advancing Missouri Athletes. If your insurance costs a leg and an arm, James Carlton State Farm is where you want to go. Again, that information, if you're watching on YouTube, scrolling across the bottom of the screen throughout the show, probably doesn't scroll across the bottom of the screen on the podcast. I don't really know how that works, to be quite honest. But um, Sean, what's up, man? How you doing? Uh, I'm doing good. How about yourself? Uh, I'm doing okay. It's a big week for you. You cover Vanderbilt recruiting and Mizzou recruiting. It's a titanic clash in the SEC uh, for supremacy of, I don't know, the Missouri to Nashville corridor, at least. Yeah, supremacy for not being <laughs> dead last in the SEC. <laughs> right. That 13th place trophy up for grabs uh, this yeah. weekend. But, hey, there is a game. Uh, that means Missouri's at home. Kids will likely be on campus. I assume we'll see some of the usual faces, some of these kids that, you know, Jamal Roberts, Brett Norfleet, these guys seem to to come to pretty much every game they can. Um, and I know you had news yesterday of someone or other whose name I can't remember who's visiting Missouri this weekend. <laughs> yeah, one of their new offensive line uh, targets, his name's John Bragg, and Missouri is his only offer right now. Uh, kid out of Lyndon B. Johnson High School, that's in Austin, Texas. I think there's like a couple of Lyndon B. Johnson High Schools in Texas, so... Uh, this is the Austin version. But anyway, he's a two-way lineman, but looks like Missouri likes him on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, highly Seems like he's a highly skilled kid there. Kansas, I think, is like another school that's showing some interest in him, but nobody's really pulled the trigger yet except Missouri. Uh, so I asked him, you know, if he's still hearing from the staff. He's like, yeah, I'm coming down for a visit this weekend. So, uh, you know, we've talked about offensive line kind of being a focal point for this class going forward. You know, you got to add some more bodies. With, you know, you got Logan Riker, but – they obviously want to add some more bodies, and uh, you know they're throwing out some offers. They've thrown out some new offers this fall, and uh, he's one of them. And he's coming in for a visit. And if Missouri is his only offer, and they really want him, gotta think there's a probably yeah. a good shot that he might commit. So it's gonna uh, be a yeah, you know, and it's gonna be like look, it's gonna be one of those. It's not gonna blow anybody out of the water. Nobody's gonna really talk about him a whole lot. But uh, you know, it's gonna be kind of one of those. We'll we'll see how it, we'll see how it goes once he gets to college yeah. and see how he develops. So. Yeah, I, I would feel like odds are good if you're a kid's only offer and if you want him that, that you'll probably get him. Uh, I do want to invite you guys that are watching live with us, by the way, if you've got comments, questions, um, 
you know, uh, critiques of our outfits, criticisms, whatever, put them in the, uh, put them in the queue. I can moderate it before I put it on the screen. So anything that, that you guys want to talk about or, or bring up, um, please do so. And we will get to those throughout the show. But uh, Sean, you wrote kind of a, the, the reset on the offensive line this morning. And I mean, mm-hmm. it's, I don't know, man. I, there, I think there's reason for concern here because, this is not a position where Missouri is very good right now. Um, two years ago, the Connor Tollison class, he was the only lineman they had commit. Then they got, I, I think they got three or four last year. Armand Mimbo's already playing, you know, mm-hmm. Tristan Wilson, Curtis Piegler. Uh, I'm missing one other guy that's not quite playing yet, Makai Lee. You know, so there are some guys there, but I've got to think they want at least two or three more linemen. And the the, the simple fact of the matter is, it's going to be one of two things. It's either going to be transfers or it's going to be kids that are kind of under the radar that, like you said, aren't like there aren't four star linemen out there that they might get right now that we know of. And yeah. by the way, Caden, Caden Green is not flipping. I've talked to somebody last week who talked to Caden. That's not a thing. <laughs> yeah, look, I know Oklahoma's not uh, didn't look good against Texas, but I mean, I think they'll be OK. Or TCU to or. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, there yeah. is that. They haven't but looked good this year, but yeah, didn't have didn't have the quarterback though, Dylan Gabriel. Right. That kind of makes a difference too, you know. So yeah. when you want to put points on the board, but no, I mean, yeah, you're you're right, Gabe. You know, I just talked about the John Bragg guy, and you know, he's very, you know, look, you look at the you look at his recruiting profile. It's kind of underwhelming. Missouri's <laughs> his mm-hmm. only offer, so um, you know they obviously see something in him. But you know, you'd like to see some offers from some other you know, power five teams that maybe like him as well, that it just hasn't materialized yet. So, um, yeah, it's going to be kind of one of those situations where you got to kind of, you know, those four-star offensive linemen, uh, they're already taken, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> power well, five schools and- like them and they already got them. So, you know, you're going to have to flip one that's, you know, maybe committed to a school that just fired their head coach and, you know, maybe right. you can flip a guy like that. So well, that's a possibility. Or, you know, transfer portals, always another option there. So, uh, yeah. yeah so, I mean, all the guys I put on the list and, you know, I kind of focused on new offer guys, guys that they've offered since like August. So throughout the fall, they've evaluated their film. You know, one of them's a Juco guy, really good. He's blown up. He's probably one of the best Juco offensive linemen out there. So uh, odds of him coming to Missouri, probably not, pretty, probably pretty slim. So, you know, you got another West Coast guy. Um, he's probably not going to come because, he's you know, he's from Arizona. Missouri doesn't get a lot of kids from Arizona. You've got Mason Goldman. Uh, that's a guy that's kind of intriguing, and he kind of told me um, that he was very interested in visiting Missouri, and that might materialize, but he's from Nebraska. Nebraska just offered. Now, obviously, you've got, you know, the coaching situation at Nebraska. You don't know what's going to happen there. If Mickey right. Joseph is going to be the head coach or if they're going to hire somebody new, and, you know, everything's going to kind of, you know, over. Yeah. start over from there. But, you know, like uh, programs like K-State and, and others are kind of after him. He's kind of more of a late bloomer, too. So all these guys, probably, you know, if there's one thing uh, most of these offensive linemen have in common, most of them on this list are all late bloomers that have kind of, you know, sh- shown out, uh, got some good senior film out there, and coaches are kind of following them and, and starting to offer them. So, Yeah, the the other position that, that I'm interested in is defensive – is cornerback. So – Mm-hmm. You know, Eli Drinkwood said after the Florida game, well, first of all, they took Marcus Clark at the beginning of the year. And I, I was vocal, like, I don't get it. What are you doing? You know, you're just pushing some of these guys further down the depth chart and all that. 
but they took three scholarship corners to Florida, and he was one of the three. Um, Chris Abrams' drain was hurt. He's back now. Uh, but but I asked Drinkwitz about this today, and he kind of explained the situation. So DJ Jackson was suspended, is no longer suspended. Davion Sistrunk was suspended, is still suspended. LJ Hewitt was suspended, is still suspended. So Chris Abrams' drain is a guy who, look, I don't think he goes pro after this year, but it's not impossible. Um, so you've got in this rake straw, you've got Marcus Clark. DJ Jackson at this point is barely playing and was suspended. You have to account for him transferring. Uh, Davion Sistrunk has not seen the field. You have to account for him transferring. Uh, yep. LJ Hewitt has played three snaps and is suspended. You have to consider that he might not be on the team next year. They better go find some dudes in the defensive backfield. Uh, well, um, funny, we talked about the recruiting reset article I did today. I just did one for defensive backs as well. And yes. yeah, that, that seems to be the common theme. They have three already, but it seems right, like they do gonna, have some. Yeah. Yeah. They've got three already, but it seems like they definitely want one or two more at least, you know, and uh, they're, they're continuing to offer guys. They offered two new guys yesterday. So uh, they offered the CJ Johnson kid, the safety out of Texas. Um, and he, you know, he told me, he's like, yeah, I've been talking to Baker. I really like him. Like we're trying to set up a visit date to come down there. So, um, he's a guy that's probably going to come down there and they offered the Chuko kid, the Channing Canada, which we're trying to figure out if that's Matt Canada's kid or not. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, he's another, uh, he's a Juco kid. He's got a handful of power five offers like from Illinois, Indiana, I think Maryland offered him today. So he's kind of a guy that's kind of blowing up, but he's, you know, he's a Juco kid and, and they've offered another Juco kid uh, named Kendall uh, Doby, which I've talked about him previously. Um, he's a guy that wants to come down for a visit. He's one of those that they offered in mid-September. It was kind of a nice wave of, of Juco offers they kind of threw out there in mid-September. But he's uh, he, so, he told me that Alpo came and uh, visited him at his school uh, last week during Missouri's bye. So he's a guy that they're trying to get to campus too. And he said, he's probably going to visit after his season's over with too. So, I mean, there's three guys right there that uh, seems like they got a pretty decent shot to get on campus and at least, uh, you know, kind of impress them and see what happens from there. And the three they have so far, Philip Roach, who we believe is, is likely a safety. Uh, Nicholas Deloach is being targeted as a, as a corner six one one seventy. And then the third guy is Shamar McNeil from, from Florida six three one seventy five. I, I, that's I don't know. Is he a corner or a safety? Most likely, that's a good question. Now, like I kind of uh, you know was uh, with Philip Roach or Roche, however you want to say that. Um, you know, I kind of I'm, I'm like you. I kind of classify him as maybe a safety. I, I think I think he told Clint Crossgrove that they like his versatility. So you know, a guy that could probably play multiple positions. Same thing with probably Deloach. McNeil, a lot of his huddle highlights are just him. He's a, he's an outside guy, so I'm assuming that's where they like him, but I don't know. Well, I guess we'll see when he gets to campus, but seems like he's more of a natural outside cornerback. So I know with uh, the Dolby kid, uh, the Juco kid that's uh, in Oklahoma, um, he said Pope likes him, likes his versatility too. He can play outside corner, uh, inside corner, safety. So, uh, I mean, he's kind of a versatile kind of guy too. So, and that CJ Johnson kid's kind of, kind of the same mode as uh, as a Shamar McNeil and just in terms of size and frame, he's six foot three as well. So, yeah. So uh, I wanted to, to highlight a couple, couple guys who had uh, pretty good weeks as far as the Missouri commit list goes. Um, last week was start. Uh, Drew King was up in, in 
Kansas City watching Josh Manning play and had nine catches for 133 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, look, Lee Summit got beat 48-28, but without Josh Manning, I guess it would have been 48-7. That would uh, that would seem to be a pretty good night for the receiver. Yeah, that was a good game, and uh, yeah, uh, that was pretty exciting. We had put some good highlights up there on Twitter, too, so a really good job by Drew on, on his coverage and uh, had a lot of updates on the board. And uh, yeah, it's always good whenever you have somebody go go uh, cover a game and you get like instant stats from them too right. while they're there. So <laughs> right. And, helps for the following the future feature on Monday mornings. <laughs> right. And unfortunately for you, Nicholas Deloach <laughs> did not have his big game when you were there, but last week the stats I got said two interceptions, one of them returned 90 yards for a touchdown, three right. touchdown catches and a punt return for a touchdown. That's a, you probably should have waited a week before you watched him play. Yeah, obviously I went at the wrong time, but hey, it kind of worked out travel-wise for me in, in terms of he was a little bit closer to my house. So unfortunately, sure. he just did. Unfortunately, he probably might have had like his worst statistical game of the season uh, that night, and then he backed it up with a four-touchdown performance <laughs> the week after. But right. but yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, Deloach. I mean, it kind of shows off, you know, just his versatility on both sides of the ball. Obviously, he's going to play in the secondary for Missouri, but. You know, uh, two touchdowns, a 90-yard interception return, a 65-yard punt return. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that kind of shows you that maybe he can maybe help you out on special teams, too, if you're in a pinch, you know. Yeah, so. he, great athlete. Um, and, look, with the situation we just talked about at DB, like maybe a kid you look at and say, hey, low-key, maybe he sees the field next year. You know, yeah. uh, we're going to talk to – to Marcus Clark tonight at media day. That'll be our first chance to talk to him. Kind of be interested to see what he says about his first year at Mizzou. Uh, want to go ahead now. And unless Sean, you have other pressing topics, I'll go ahead and get to the questions. But if you have something you really want to say, please go ahead and say it. Oh, I think it's interesting that during the bye week, you know, uh, you know, Drinkwitz did go to North Kansas city and watch Edgar kill and yeah. PJ Otabari play. So, I mean, you know, uh, I think people ask me about that because I put it on the board. You know, what are the chances of them flipping? I'm like, mm, probably not. <laughs> pretty, but, probably pretty I, I mean, slim. My, but yeah, my initial reaction is no way. But he only gets to go to one or two games. I can't right. imagine why he would go to a game at a place where he thought he had no chance at a guy. Right. I guess there's, you know, like I said, I and like I said on the board, do I think there's a chance? No. But I mean, apparently, Drink does because he's. You know, taking a visit up there, and like you said, you only get so many of those to kind of you know go to go and check out each recruit or target it, you're after. So especially on a bye week when it's not like he had to get back to Columbia that night. Right, right. So I thought that was kind of interesting too, and also uh, something else I wanted to throw out there. LSU offered Brett Norfleet as well. So I mean, that's yeah. kind of interesting Did we and talk intriguing. to him about that do we know if that's anything that's really on his radar or not don't know yet uh, i've had the lsu people reach out to me and and ask so i don't know if that's a that's a thing but it is interesting that you know he tweeted it out and uh, you know i don't know what the communication status is between him and the lsu coaches or it was just kind of one of those random things where they said hey we like your film <laughs> right. we went off your scholarship so uh yeah we'll we'll kind of we'll kind of see and and uh kind of reach out and see what we hear about that yeah, we'll we'll keep an eye on that one. Want to go ahead and, and get to some of the questions you guys have had. And again, if you've got questions or comments, feel free to post them, and and we will spend the second part of the show uh, looking at those. AU stock says, I can't remember is the early signing day going to include junior college kids. It includes the JUCO kids who graduate mm -hmm. in December. It does right. not include. Well, I mean, it could include the kids who graduate in May, but right. Most, I, I mean, they're not going to be on campus for spring football. 
Exactly. It's pretty much just like high school. You know, some of those yeah. some of those kids can enroll early. Some of those kids will graduate middle of the year. But, uh, yeah, they can sign in December if they want to. Yeah, and that early signing, it's usually around like December 19th. I don't know exactly when it is this year. but I had to look at the calendar, but I think it's the 15th, but I'm not 100% sure. I'd have to look at the calendar in front of my face. So. Yeah, well, and it's going to be – that's almost going to be secondary because like we talked a little bit last week, December 5th is transfer portal day. I mean, like I was talking to somebody yesterday. There could be 500 kids enter the portal that day, don't you think? <laughs> like, I, I mean, I'm not even joking. I mean, yeah, because there's already people like uh, just covering the portal myself. There's already I, I'm trying to think of the number off the top of my head. There might be like five kids already this week that's kind of said, "Hey, I'm I'm going to enter the portal on December 5th. I'm just announcing it right now. Uh, I'm registering, and I'll have X amount of years of eligibility left. So I'll see you on December 5th." Right, and the big part of that is because okay, let's say for sake of argument, it is. Well, it'll probably be December 20th, 21st, something like that is the early signing period. Well, if you are a transfer, you better get your name in the portal on that day, December 5th, because that gives you two full weeks before that early signing period. And while you don't have to make a decision, coaches are going to want to get things done as soon as they can and know exactly how many spots they have. The good transfers, the kids that have options are you know, hey, they can do it whenever they want. But if you're kind of one of mm-hmm. those borderline transfers, you better get in the portal and see if you can find a spot in those two weeks. Yeah, you bet, to, especially the mid-year guys, the the yeah. guys that want to transfer mid-year and get things started in the spring at a new school. Yeah, they, they got to get in there ASAP. So uh, that's why you've seen a lot of these guys that are kind of already opting to do that, to, to take a red shirt and – and uh, they're going ahead and announcing that so they can let coaches know it's like, hey, I'll be in there the fifth, man. Just uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll let me. I mean, let me just say right now, the month of De- the first three weeks in December are going to be awful for us. It will be. It'll be. It's uh, going to be a nightmare. <laughs> it'll be. Yeah. Uh, it'll be like it's. I'll try to always try to keep uh, keep things in perspective. I'll probably laugh a lot more than I'll be frustrated in covering everything just because it's yeah. just going to be so chaotic and uh, I'm just going to scratch my head because, you know, it, it might be chaotic for Missouri, but I'm sure like at places, uh, you know, like LSU or someplace like that, bigger places, I'm sure it'd be like just some, some funny stories to kind of right. to kind of see transpire yeah. whenever everything pops up. So, And it's going to be like the kid who – wants a drink but instead of opening the garden hose he stands in front of a fire hydrant you know and it's just like (laughs) oh my god Uh, right so a little bit of overflow um kd butter asks for the offensive line are they better off looking juco or looking in the portal look i don't like junior college recruiting it usually doesn't pan out i i mean i every now and then you'll get a guy but i would be willing to bet if you go back and look at JUCO kids who sign at a power five school, I'd be willing to bet that more than 50% of them don't ever become like starting productive players. Yeah. I'm just thinking of examples from Missouri the last few years since I've been covering them. Yeah. And that's probably a very accurate statement. Uh, JUCO guys rarely pan out. Uh, So yeah, the portal, uh, the portal would be the way to go. And we've talked about this, you know, with Missouri, you, You might want to be, you know, it's kind of one of those situations where maybe you, maybe you look at a power five guy, but a lot of, look, a lot of guys, a lot of offensive linemen that enter the portal. If you're a power five guy and you have starting experience, power five programs, big power five programs going to be all over you 
in no time. But, you know, you got to kind of be a little bit sneaky if you're Missouri, like look for a G5 guy that's like an all, you know, all Conference USA type of player or even an FCS player that's been like a all, DJ Cole from last yeah, year. Yeah. Like all FCS player, like two years in a row. You got to look at those type of guys and try to get them in and say, like, hey, you know, step up and play some SEC football for us. We got opportunities here. So. No question. Uh, AU Stock says, what's the date that a Mizzou fan should go from when are we going to recruit linemen to we still haven't recruited a lineman? Um, I mean, ultimately, like December 20th because <laughs> of the portal stuff. But I, it, I, I mean, look, it, it's not going to be a star-studded offensive line class. That doesn't mean it can't be good. Like, we've seen dudes here like Justin Britt and Connor McGovern and Offensive line is a place that you can be kind of a a so-so recruit and turn into a really good player. Mm. But again, you're just not going to see four-star kids there. Not this year. Right. I mean, beyond the one they have. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Especially in the high school ranks. I think you're, you know, we're kind of going to see under the radar guys, like the one that's coming in uh, this weekend, or we're going to see transfers. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think it's yep. kind of the route you want to go. I, I kind of agree with you, Gabe, and maybe staying away from Juco guys. And like I said, they did they did offer that one kid, uh, Coffeeville kid, and you know he's kind of blown up a little bit. So uh, you know, I don't think Missouri is going to be able to get him on campus or anything like that. But yeah, I think you got to go under the radar high school uh, recruit or uh, transfer portal. That's kind of going to be the route Missouri is probably going to go here. Yeah. Uh, Kyle says, I think this is going to be a bigger portal class than I initially thought. Don't see too many impact kids in the class that will help right away. I mean, let's say, first of all, addressing that, we don't know. Like, there's no reason Jamal Roberts and Joshua Manning can't play next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no reason any of those three defensive backs we mentioned can't play next year. Uh, Blake Craig, if Missouri would need him to play, could probably kick next year. I mean, that's half your class right there. But the other thing is, At Missouri, I largely don't think you are recruiting for next year. I mean, if this team's going to be better next year, it's not going to be because of the 2023 recruiting class. It's going to be because of Sam Horn and Luther Burden and Dominic Lovett and Makai Miller and Tavoris Jones and Xavier Simmons and these guys that have been on the roster for a year or two but haven't yet kind of made that full move. That's what makes the team better next year. It's not like you're going to go sign five starters this year. Yeah, you can expect. It's hard to expect any true freshman to come in and start right away. Depending on you know, you're going to get your outliers. You're going to get to maybe two or three guys, maybe tops. But yeah, I mean, you can't just put. You can't just expect true freshmen to come into a college. Well, you know, SEC. You know, SEC level especially, and then just start. You know, I mean, it will happen, but it's just going to be few and far between. I mean, let's look at this year's team. There is one true freshman starting. And if we're just going by production and what's happened on the field, he probably shouldn't be starting because mm-hmm. he hasn't been one of Missouri's three best receivers. So, right. I mean, that, and that's the number four kid in America. So if you are out there recruiting with the idea of we have these holes and we got to sign high school kids to be better next so we're better next year, I, dude, I don't know any other any way to say it other than you're screwed already. Yeah, and it's like we've been saying on on this, and you, you've said it multiple times, uh, you know, this is where we're going to see these last couple of classes from Drinkwitz, you know, kind of see what they're made of, you know, and see what right. how they develop. They, they are what, the future of the program. Now, whether right. that's good, bad, or indifferent, we don't know, but that's the future <laughs> of this program for the next the imme- few years. The immediate future, yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
And so, yeah, I, I just don't think you're out there. I mean, look, if Jabari Johnson is on the field next year, he is either a freak show talent or Missouri's in big, big trouble. One, of the, There's no in-between there. Yeah, well, I mean, hey, QB is always interesting to talk about when with Missouri nowadays. <laughs> no question. Yeah, well, I know we talked about that a lot last week, and look, they could go portal shopping there. It, it'll be interesting to uh, to see what happens. We do have uh, we got a few more minutes here. If you guys want to want to get any any last questions in, feel free. I do. Uh, this is largely a football recruiting show, but I do want to mention that this weekend Missouri has Peyton Marshall visiting on the basketball front. He is listed at 6'10", 305. So, Sean, maybe he's the offensive tackle they need to sign. <laughs> um, I mean, pretty I would, athletic I would, D1 basketball I would, offers. I would – I mean, look, he's got the way, but I would say might be lacking in the leverage department and just in terms of, Six, you know, maybe a little too tall to get down low on some of those guys on the blocks. Pad level is going to be a – Pad, pad level is going to be a problem there. Yeah, I remember a few years ago, I, I don't know, this has probably been a decade now, I'm dating myself, but uh, there was a kid named Dan Skipper um, that Missouri offered. I think he was 6'10", and might have started at Colorado, ended up at Arkansas, or might have just gone to Arkansas, I can't remember. But he, mm. I think we had him, I'm going to look him up, I'm pretty sure he was listed as a 6'10", offensive lineman, and I mean, he was every bit of it. Uh, Bobby Lawrence, who's who's on Missouri right now, is you know I think we've got him listed somewhere around six eight. Yeah, yeah, Dan Skipper, offensive tackle, class of twenty thirteen, out of Arveda, Colorado, signed with Arkansas, six foot ten, two hundred ninety five pounds. By the way, went nice. on to be a went on to be a pretty good offensive lineman at Arkansas, and I believe played in the NFL for a while. Yeah, I remember his name. I didn't remember he was that tall though. Yeah, yeah, no question. Uh, Kyle mentioned C.Y. Young on uh, – we had him, Missouri's associate head basketball coach, on a, another podcast I do. This is what I do in my free time, Sean. I just do podcasts <laughs> here and there. Whatever. People are like, yeah, we'll send you a check or a gift card. Do you want to do a podcast? I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Uh, but we had we had C.Y. on yesterday. talked a lot about recruiting philosophies. And and there is one crossover here that, that I think would be interesting. Um, he said that – in most cases, he would rather recruit a really good three or four year college player than a one and done. Now, I know one and dones don't exist in football. So, look, if mm. you can go get a five star, you get a five star. But there is still some like you don't necessarily recruit every kid just because he's a four or five star. Like some of them aren't going to work, and and you've got to assess locker room fit. Like <clears throat> recruiting rankings are important; they're not the only thing. Oh, yeah, that's true. I mean, but look, I mean, you kind of see a lot of these. I mean, we're talking about Luther Burton here. He's not the best receiver on Missouri's roster right now, and he's probably not the third best receiver right now. Right. Uh, that's just kind of the way it is. And you kind of see the same thing in basketball. A lot of those five stars, a lot of people have the mindset, oh, he's rated five star. He's just going to be there for a year and he's going to the NBA. Then he gets to college and then it's not exactly it's not exactly so easy <laughs> once you get right. there and you and you're playing kids that are uh, you know a lot more talented than what you're used to playing against so on a daily basis so yeah i mean it's uh yeah rankings are just kind of you know look they're they're kind of opinions so right. you know right. five stars don't necessarily work you know there's a lot of five stars that don't work out in football either so 
Yeah. So, um, yeah, it'll be, uh, I mean, again, home game this weekend, we should have some kids in town, should have some things to talk about. I would think, uh, always interesting to kind of walk around the sidelines and just see who's there. Like the way I do it is I'm just like, Hey, that kid looks pretty good. Let me go read his name tag. Right. And, uh, <laughs> hey, he, he looks like he could play football. And, and then I find out if I'm right or not by, if I've ever heard of them. Or That's I just you text you a list and say, I don't know who any of these guys are. but Yeah, all- I like getting the random uh, Saturday text like, hey, hey, uh, who's uh, so-and-so? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, they offered him. <laughs> yeah, you're like, he got- yeah, he he committed two months ago. You should probably have some <laughs> idea who he is. But, uh, but yeah, it's a, it's very important, and and you know, Gabe, it's we're entrusting you to give us a little bit more of a spicier chamber this week. So I will. I will do my best. I will throw a ray of sunshine on your cloudy Friday this weekend, maybe, and uh, and we'll see how that goes. But uh, I don't know, Sean. Anything that that has to be said before I uh, I read a, a quick commercial and let everybody go about their day. Uh, nothing that really has to be said. I think we covered everything just in, in terms of, uh, the intriguing North Kansas city, uh, trip from Drinkwitz and, uh, LSU offering, uh, you know, Brett Norfleet and, you know, just kind of going over, you know, kind of the projections of what we think will be the rest of the offensive line class and the secondary. I think those are probably the two positions. Obviously linebacker is another one and we're kind of, you know, but, but when it comes to linebacker and looking at options there, it seems like it's Antoine Hayden, the yes. Illinois commit, and I don't really right. see another guy out there they're really has, after. Has so. Kavion Thunderbird committed anywhere yet? Uh, he is not, so I'm kind of okay, curious. Okay, I'm still going to hold out hope for him. <laughs> I'm curious. He did come in for the visit in July, and they were going to kind of assess his film and see if he was kind of a more of a committable guy. Uh, yeah. during the fall. So I don't know uh, what the uh, if that has happened yet or not. It doesn't seem that way. I don't, well, I don't, hear, I don't see any smoke from uh, from that yeah. per, that direction. So, Well, if you happen to get in touch with him, let him know that I desperately want Missouri's linebacking core to be <laughs> Little John and Thunderbird in three years. So he needs to <laughs> needs to go ahead and come, come on and commit to Missouri. That definitely sounds like a movie that Burt Reynolds would star in. <laughs> 1970s for sure. Dom <laughs> DeLuise is also in that in that show. But uh appreciate you guys uh who took a little time out of your Tuesday afternoon to join us and watch live. If you did that on the YouTube channel, just uh share it, like it, subscribe, all those things that you're supposed to do on YouTube. If you're listening on the podcast, which I'll put up later, uh, again, leave us a nice rating, leave a good comment. It does help more and more people find out about what we're doing and all that. Uh, so we always like that. We like it when people watch and say things to us. We'd prefer they be nice, but even if they're mean, at least it means you're paying attention. So, uh, but if you want to hear nice things about your insurance, what you do, you get in touch with James Carlton State Farm in St. Louis, carltoninsurance.net. The phone number is 314-961-4800. If you're over the age of 75 and still use Facebook regularly, A, you might need some life insurance, but also facebook.com slash Carlton Insurance. Check them out there. Uh, They've got some teen driver programs, life insurance, home insurance, auto insurance, all that. Anything you might need, just call James. Mention that you heard about it on Power Mizzou. If he gives you an insurance quote, A, hopefully it's going to be a good quote. You're going to save some money and you're going to go ahead and make James your insurance agent. But even if you don't, if you get a quote from him, he's going to donate 20 bucks to Advancing Missouri Athletes, the Mizzou NIL Collective. Uh, that's what Michael Scott calls a win-win-win. I don't know who the third winner is in there. I guess the college athlete who eventually gets your $20. So uh, do that. We appreciate it. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow with uh, Gerard Hamilton and Chris Lee from VandySports.com previewing the 
uh, the title match for number 13 in the SEC this weekend. Uh, Until then, we'll talk to you all later.